Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey guys, you ever wonder what Phil and I wear while we podcast? You can find out if you join our Patreon. We'll also be talking about the films of 1989, but that's definitely less important than seeing our Zoom backgrounds, our headphone choices, and our sweatshirts. It's true. It's true. You'll get to see all the various pieces of artwork that I have framed on my office wall, and you can see Kenny's garden, sort of. So that's something. That's exciting. It's a hanging garden. It's a hanging garden. Uh, but perhaps more important than anything, uh, we are doing this Patreon to cover the best films of 1989. Uh, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2 with amazing guests like Tom Meissen, Liz Hanna, Joanna Robinson, Brian Cogman, Chuck Hayward. You can sign up at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. And for $5, you'll get access to all the audio of these fantastic episodes. For a few bucks more, you'll get video as well of our 99 and 89 episodes. And perhaps... Most importantly, you'll be supporting us uh, so we can just keep making podcast content for you guys. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we give out awards arbitrarily based on the 52 movies we recently watched <laughs> here from the Crypto.com Center in beautiful downtown Los Angeles. I am one of your hosts, Kenny Nybart. And I'm Phyllis Gove. It's not actually based on the 52 last movies. It's what we watched yeah. over the 52 previous <laughs> weeks, um, but they still let us do it here at the Crypt. It's, uh, it's exactly the same as it was before. There's just different signage around everywhere. You'll all be very excited to show up, watch your Lakers, your Clippers, and your Kings. <laughs> do you think they're going to call it the Crypt? 
No, me and you are really pushing it hard. I, re- I mean, it's, they got to. Like, what other choice do they have? Can't call it the crypto.com center. No, it's horrible. But everybody I push it towards mm-hmm. is like, yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's anyway, not bad. It's not bad. It's not so bad. Phil, Phyllis Coaster deserves all the credit for calling it the crypt. I don't think that's true. I stole it from someone on Twitter, I'm sure. Oh, stop but it. I, but anyway. Um, I'm excited to do this 52 review. Uh, it's a weird batch of movies. When when you Always so is. every every year, Kenny sends me um, the the movies that are eligible, the various categories that we're going to talk about. Um, and when I looked at this batch of movies, I was like, "Wow, why do I feel like we did better movies this year?" <laughs> You think we did better movies this year than no? I, in my brain, oh, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, we I did some you. good movies this year, yeah. and then I looked and I was like, yeah, we did a bunch of fucking weird movies this year. We've I, done some I, good ones too. But. The truth is, except for the first year, I yeah. always kind of struggle to fill out the categories. Yeah, um, there's one in particular this year that's just crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's I I struggled a little bit with some categories for sure. I mean, I do think that. Part of the problem, I guess, to some degree or another, and what I'm sure I don't know if this if this uh, applies to you as well, but my so we're gonna do our top ten so far, right? So like our top ten movies yes. of 1999, yes. um, and what has changed and what hasn't. This is the first year where really only one movie changed for me. So only one movie made the list. Correct of what we watched this year. Uh, more than that for me. Interesting. I, I think okay. I like this year okay. a little better than you, but. Okay. Yeah, there is, and it's not even worth you know teasing it out. Yeah, you're gonna have topsy turvy throughout your list, and I'm not, and that <laughs> that's an interesting thing. And there's another movie that I'm not gonna uh, not gonna say. Okay, that I think is gonna feature more prominently on your lists than mine, though it does make um, though it does make appearances. That's possible. I mean, I. I mean, yes, I do have. Topsy yeah, I'm, I'm positive about the other movie too. Okay, but Topsy Turvy, I assume, is going to make almost every category for you, and uh, uh, not every category. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't. But, but anyway, but, but point being, I, I don't think I. I mean, I, I certainly have it on here more than you do, but I, I don't know that I leaned on it as heavily as perhaps you you think I might. But I, I have no I, idea. I, I, I don't yeah, know what no, your no. number one is. I don't know what your yeah, winner is unfortunately you know what mine is. I think, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I'm. 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 I'm excited. And I have to say too. You know, for our listeners, we are approaching um, the beginning of our final year of 1999. So next year will be the last year that we cover this particular year, and. I, I'm going to be really interested to see when I when what our top tens look like. Maybe most specifically at the very end. I think that there are some movies that obviously you and I still very much love, and I'd be surprised if they don't land on our list. But at the same time, like I've never done anything like this before in terms of a deep dive of every single movie. Nope. I mean, who does? Nobody it's fucking has. crazy. Yeah, no nobody one has. This, this is, no one does this. We are breaking new ground. <laughs> But because of that, it actually, like, I, I really did kind of making that 10 is going to be hard. Like, cause there's so many movies that are in there now 
that I just didn't even think had never seen before. Movies like Limbo, which we'll talk about, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on this particular episode. But like, there's just, you know, I remembered really liking Titus in 99, but now it's just, it's, it's in a whole new level for me. So it's just interesting to kind of how I'm going to do this top 10 at the end of the, my, my, I'm not going to say anything else, but I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Um, you want to get into this? Yes, do it. Where do do you want to start? I'm going to read the list of eligible films. Do it. So everyone knows these are the films that we have done since the last 52 in review. Correct. Starting with baby geniuses, (laughs) galaxy quest, the Iron Giant, Dogma, At First Sight, American Pimp, Universal Soldier 2, The Return, uh, True Crime, Beyond the Mat, Topsy Turvy, The 13th Floor, Godzilla 2000, The Girl on the Bridge, Three Kings, Liberty Heights, Tumbleweed, Perfect Blue, Mr. Death, the Rage Carry 2, The General's Daughter, The Love Letter, Last Night, Pushing Tin, The Minus Man, The Omega Man, Titus, The Very Thought of You, Playing by Heart, Limbo, The End of the Affair, The Ninth Gate, Bats, Sleepy Hollow, Message in a Bottle, Jacob the Liar, Ride with the devil, holy smoke, and held up. So there's one movie missing from this list, but I don't think that you and I necessarily are going to have issues with it. But Deep End of the Ocean is a movie that we did slot in at the last second because we did a little bit of a rejiggering of our schedule. Oh, so, so Deep End of the Ocean will have – that's last week? Yeah. Spoiler alert, isn't going to make any of my list. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, it's not going to make it on my head. Like, I, 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 as I was sitting down, literally sitting down to record this, I was like, oh, wait, Deep End of the Ocean comes out tomorrow. We're recording this, obviously, out of order, guys. But, uh, and I was like, is there anything? And I'm like, nah. I love Michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer, as we all very yes, well know, but she's like, great. she's, she's, she's not, great. it's not going to happen. That's not, gonna um, so right, that's what, good to know. Yeah. Do we want to start with screenplay and work our way up? No, no, let's start with the silly ones. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, great. All right. Let's go from the bottom. Okay. I think. The Rewatchable Award? Is that what you're talking about? Or do you want to start at Most Surprising? Let's start at Most Surprising. Okay. Phil, what was your most surprising film of the last 52? I think that the movie that I was most pleasantly surprised by was Limbo. Um, I, I, it was a movie that I had not seen in 99, had never seen before, uh, went into it with, you know, just general, yeah, I like John Sayles kind of vibe. And I just fucking loved it. Like it's really Mm -hmm. stayed with me. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to appear a little bit more in some of my, um, other categories as well. I just, I was, uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that I think a lot of John Sayles' work, and we've talked about this on our Limbo episode, but that so much of his work is kind of dismissed as slight. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That like yeah. th- that as, they as, don't as yeah. yeah in indie stuff, you know, yeah. produced you know in New Jersey and and right, right. kind of ignored by the mainstream outside of maybe Eight Men Out. Right. Right. And, and you know, or I mean, Lone Star. You know, there, there are movies Star, yeah. of his, but that, even Lone, even Lone Star, which is yeah. a fantastic movie, yeah. uh, still felt like indie boy made good. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, 
And and I just I, I guess I just I, I equate him in a lot of ways to you know to um uh Jeremush, uh Jim Jeremush as well. Yep. Guys that are just like, this is what I fucking do. Um and I'm lucky to do it, and I'll get a couple million dollars and some great actors together and we'll make a great movie, and you know, a couple hundred thousand people might see it. Uh it's it's so Limbo, I think, was just a movie that I kind of clumped in there and loved it. I don't know. What was yours? Yeah. Uh, I uh, went the other direction. Mine was Bats. <laughs> bats is, bats is all, I got one of those. Yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, bats was something that I thought would be uh, yeah. not only terrible, but also like midnight movie that we would just be making fun of it constantly, that yep. it would be completely unself-aware, that it was the tail end of these monster pictures and they had run out of all the interesting ones, so they went with Bats. Uh <laughs> Uh, I, Bats was fantastic. Bats was Bats so was much fun. Great. I actually yeah. have another award for Bats too. Same. Later on, later on. Um, obviously, Lou Diamond Phillips coming on the episode was the highlight of the pod for us. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it was just, it was just the kind of movie that, sh- that only we would watch because no one even talks about it anymore and should not be ignored. Like, October rolls around. You are watching your scary movies. I see no reason why bats should not, you know, the bat should not make a a, a drive-in program, midnight movie program, Hall- Halloween marathon. Totally agree. Um, it's a fun flick. Uh, give it a shot in October. I, Don't waste I, your time now. Yeah, I would also say too. You know, not that episode was an absolute blast for a bunch of reasons. Obviously, Danielle and Barrett are so much fun to have on, but I would also say too, like. That movie would have been great if it was just me and you we sat oh, yeah, down, we would have loved it. watched yeah. it, and then we got on the pod. Would have been like, wait a second, that's fucking great. Like this, is, it's not just because we got Lou Diamond Phillips and had a had fun kind of you know watching it on Pluto and all that kind of stuff. The movie actually is legitimately good, guys. Yeah, fucking watch Bats. It's, totally it's, feel that. What was your biggest disappointment? Topsy turvy. We can move on. <laughs> uh, Mine as was someone, as someone who likes Mike Lee and has always wanted to watch this movie. Uh, maybe I built it up too high, uh, and, but it just was not for me. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, listen, we're, we're, there there is going to be some litigation of this movie at some point during this this fifty two review. Not so by me, not by me. I I, I you, you know feel free uh, to, feel free to, to give it whatever award you want. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, stand in your way. I'm not going to argue. Well, no, I wasn't. I wasn't suggesting you'd stand in my way. Nor was I suggesting that. <laughs> I, I also don't. I'm not sitting here expecting um, to change your opinion on it. I'm just saying that as we get deeper into this, I will speak more about it. But in terms of my biggest disappointment, uh, I think Ride with the Devil was my biggest. Oh, that's a good answer. Um, that was a movie that I had never seen before. I knew that you know it was not. By any means, beloved, but you know it's Ang Lee. It's in the Criterion Collection. Um, it's got some great actors in it, uh, and I was kind of hoping that it was that there was something more there. You know what I mean? That maybe there was a relitigation to go on, and that we could kind of, you know, find something yeah. special within that movie. And unfortunately, uh, it's just really boring. Um, so so yeah. few of uh, so few prestige movies. That or or prestige plays, I should say, mm-hmm. um, that didn't hit at the time, hit now. I think we I think we did one that is better than 
its reputation at the moment in, in the moment. Yes. Yes. But uh for the most part, those films disappear for a reason. Um it's very hard to do a prestige costume uh historical drama. Yeah, it's not really a costume drama, but a prestige historical drama, um, period. And to kind of miss the mark, which I think they completely missed the mark from the inception. I think, you know, their their protagonist was a disaster. Um uh, just, you know, kind of Yeah. Goodbye. I I completely agree. And I, you know, I, not to lead on this too, too heavily, but, you know, I, I, I do give the Criterion, you know, collection, uh, you know, yes. a lot of respect. Uh, and, and so there was a someone, part of me. Someone that was said just like, this was, yeah, someone yeah. smart said this was worth yeah. checking out. And I'm sure that person is, you know, less smart than we thought. <laughs> uh, okay. Next, next category. So, uh, most problematic, Phil. I think it's your turn. Um, I said Ninth Gate. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's, you're hard pressed to find two more problematic people right now yeah. than, than Roman Polanski and, and, uh, Johnny Depp work, I mean, on one project. Um, I, I also just, um, it's, it's just a bad movie. Like, I, I just, I was really sort of, that's just one of those movies that I that uh, you know we 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 had planned on doing it many moons ago and then that didn't happen so we actually had to watch it twice <laughs> so it's just yeah, like, yeah. it's it's it, it just fuck that movie that that's and, my and that's it, my it, most problematic it'll show up later my most problematic I actually kind of considered retiring this award um, because like it's not <laughs> that much fun anymore yeah. and the movie I found most problematic while I was watching it uh, was General's Daughter and yeah. I don't. I like I I I think Jordan did yeah. a great job defending the film um but I also think it's a film that does some things that uh are wrong-headed inappropriate its morality is in the wrong place and it's you know very rah rah pro military um and yep. it's it's it, I I found it an uncomfortable watch I think um Jordan's read on it came from a completely different place and it was a very interesting episode mm-hmm. and we talked about this film a lot uh through that lens but that was the one i think uh, i'm not trying to i'm not, i'm not trying to take shots when yeah, yeah. you know the the, the 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 defender of the movie isn't here it's just that that is the one that would get that award for me oh, i and and ironically also the guest for ninth gate uh you know i i think that i completely agree with you in terms of the viewing experience of watching general's daughter i found it deeply uncomfortable watching that film i really did not like watching that movie but to your point i think jordan did a a, did a really interesting job deconstructing it in a way that i didn't so but be that as it may uh fine wine award age the best the girl on the bridge age the best um every i think everything employed in that movie is more resonant now than it was then i think you know having just gone through these razzy movies there was a (laughs) There was a a scourge of uh, over the top erotic movies, over the top erotic thrillers, and to have this and that that I think Phil and I decided were none of which were actually sexy, and very Correct. few erotic thrillers are actually sexy. Um, this is not an erotic thriller, but this is a fucking sexy movie, and that's yep. I think the hardest fucking thing to do. Um, I I totally. absolutely loved this film. I think uh, the black and white is beautiful. I think the performances are amazing. I think it's you know it's the kind of thing that uh, I it's the kind of thing in, in 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 a small way 
that like Guillermo del Toro has been doing for the last 20 years. Um, very evocative, very emotional, very harrowing and, uh, and just romantic in a, in a, you know, in a, in a, I'm in love with movies kind of way. So that's, yeah, I, I mean, listen, I'm, I, Huge fan of Girl on the Bridge. It's going to appear a fair amount uh, as we continue going down the road um, with this episode. So I, I gave this up. Ep- I actually gave this award to Holy Smoke. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say that Holy Smoke uh, is going to end up in my top ten or probably even in my top thirty if I'm being completely frank. But I found uh, watching it through a 2021 lens that that film was sort of breathtakingly uh, uh, progressive. And, you know, in terms of, of relationships between men and women, gender roles and all of that, just like fucking decades ahead of everybody else in terms of that sort of stuff. So I I think that movie's aged really well. That's a great point. It's a great choice. Uh, What's your rancid mayonnaise award? For the worst aged movie. I think the movie that's aged perhaps the worst is Playing by Heart. Um, that's I, a great I, You're doing better than me. I like your answers better than mine. <laughs> I I think that Playing by Heart... That's the right answer. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> because it's just like we've... In the last 20 some odd years, we've seen so many movies try to do this. Yeah. Right? And you watch this and you're just like, fuck, you You sucked at it then and you look so much worse at it now. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. And it also had a uh, really cloying kind of uncomfortable and yes. pretty ugly uh, AIDS storyline. Uh, dealt with no sense sensitivity and it was just a plot device. So it was that was a very that, that aged very poorly. Uh, I said Ninth Gate. Bad movie. Also, um, also aged very poorly. We'll give an award to the, uh, it's the We Watched That Award, <laughs> the movie that you can't even remember. And I had trouble with this because I yeah. remember every one of these movies yeah. fairly well. Same. Uh, I think you're going to be surprised by the one I chose because I can't tell you what happened in this film. I know we watched it, but I can't tell you one thing that happened in it. Um, you broke up there, so I didn't hear oh, the title. Sorry, I didn't give you the title. I said oh, okay. I think you're going to be surprised. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, the the movie I chose because I can't remember one thing that happened in this film is the Omega Man. <laughs> uh, I, I we, we watched it. We, we had did, a podcast with Hunter. That's the right answer. And I yeah. just don't fucking remember a single fucking frame of that film. Yeah, it's that's actually your answer is better than mine on this one. Um. The Omega Man, I, and this is going to sound kind of funny to say, uh, I remember how it felt watching it. I remember the feeling sure, of it. Sure. And yet I remember nothing about it. Like yes. there's a vibe that I remember. Um, but yeah, it's a completely forgettable movie and which is ironic considering how, uh, loathed and insane that movie is. And yet it kind of just goes through your brain. Um, I'm sure there are yeah. audiences who can have a real, you know, like make a real meal of, of watching Omega Man. I, I'm not one of them. I said at first sight. <laughs> the thing about at first sight is it's a really good answer. And, I, and I'm going to let you out of my process a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I am currently, at first sight won the next award for me, which is the Hard Pass Award. 
Wait, I, I thought actually, we had one performer you wish you got. Oh, more sorry. Of well, right. it won the Hard Pass Award. Okay. And yeah. okay. Uh, and I'm not going to change it now because I'm telling you this, but I'm currently yeah. like kind of looking through to see if there's another one because it's not the premise of that film that's the problem. <laughs> it's the, it's what you say. It's the like yeah. Yeah. the complete lack of like specificity and, and, and engagement yeah. and yeah. Uh, emotionality in that film. It's like the the premise is gross, but the premise isn't like yeah. necessarily bad. Um, so, it's yeah. execution. It's, it's I mean it's it's, it is it's one of those things where like. I remember when we did the episode and as we were talking about it, it was like, it's just so earnest and it's trying so hard and so cloying. And it's just, it's, yeah. it's just, it's wearing its heart on its sleeve to such a, 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 a cringy degree. I think to your point, there might be a halfway decent movie to be made out of that premise, perhaps. Yeah. But this is obviously not that movie, but yeah. And in, if this were made, I mean, like, movie reminds me of a little bit of a movie like Regarding Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Which yeah. I don't think is a great movie by a long shot, but in the 80s, it's a little more forgivable to tell those yeah. kind of stories than in 1999. Yeah. Uh, when we're, you know, the best movie year, year ever. What a, what a blight. Correct. So, uh, who's your, uh, performer? Let's, let's, let's skip the performer for a minute. Oh, okay. Let's, let, you give me your, um, hard pass. Your hard pass, and then we'll be sold in the room. Um, Jacob the Liar is my hard pass in the room. Yep, that's a great one. <laughs> that that's that's just one of those movies where you're just like we don't we don't need this movie. Yeah, no one like, wants that movie. Like we're just, no one wants it. You put Rob Williams in it, no one wants that movie. Yes, like just don't do yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. the proof of the pudding. Yeah. What was your um, sold in the room award? Oh, do we want to do performer or we're yeah, just not we'll, doing it? We'll at go all? back. We'll go back okay. to performer. Uh, sold in the room was bats. I mean, you come in a room, you tell me oh, Lou Diamond Phillips is going to fight bats. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> My soul, I went a little. <laughs> so uh, when you when I picked bats, you went a little. I guess high. You went higher brow. I, I, everything's higher brow than bats. Um, <laughs> but I went a little more critically acclaimed. Galaxy mm. Quest is one of the great. Sure, sure, of sure, all sure. Time. Yeah. So uh, yeah. That, yeah. you saw yeah. that in the room. And, yeah, I mean, too. I think that I, I you know, I. I mean, we're going to talk about Galaxy Quest, I'm sure. Yeah, there's some nominations coming up on that for me, for sure. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wonder in 99, is Galaxy Quest a slam dunk? That's not to say that it wouldn't have sold in the room, but like, is that premise... Do you know what I'm sort of getting at? Like, I, is I, that... Oh, I think the premise still plays. I, okay. It, the, the, the question for me is... Is this a two hundred million dollar movie? Right, right, right. And at that point, like, are you losing all the charm of it? Yeah. So correct, correct. Yeah. But no, I it's I think it's such a rock solid premise. It's so, so it's, your, a, it's great. It's a great movie. Who's your performer that you wish we got more of? Um, my performer that I wish we got more of was Gretchen Maul. Okay. I you know thirteenth floor, um, you know, borders on being an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. um, and she really kind of brings her A game. But this was, and we talked about this on our episode a little bit, but like, I feel like Gretchen Maul was, was deemed the it girl, put yeah, in a bunch was. of stuff and then just kind of disappeared. And that's kind of what I was coming at with this, with this award where I'm just like, I feel like we burned her out in a way that was unfair, similar to like an Andy McDowell or, or, uh, or, uh, um, 
Julia Ormond or something like that, where it's like everyone's like, she's the girl. And then yeah. when she doesn't turn into Julia Roberts, everyone just discards her yeah. or whatever. And and so that's what that's yeah. my question more, more than almost anybody was I think she was on the cover of the Entertainment Weekly It yep. It edition yep. or It mm-hmm. list. Yep. Uh mine is uh another person I think was done dirty by Hollywood, uh Star of Bats, Dina Myers. Who good call? I think that everybody who was in Starship Troopers uh, <laughs> got fucked by it. Yep, and became a maybe, punchline. Yes, and maybe it's worth it for the, the 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 brilliant art we got out of everyone except Neil Patrick Harris, who really had to work his ass off to get out of Punchline Bill. Hundred um, percent. But you watch Bats, and Dina Myers absolutely could have had a very very successful career. Um, in action films, in romantic comedies, mm-hmm. uh, she could have had a television show built around her. She's just, she's magnet, she's, she's magnetic. Mm-hmm. She, um, looks great in clothes. She, she looks great in clothes. She does not, she, she does not feel of a certain time period. She kind of has, she kind of has a timeless beauty to her. And I just, I loved her confidence in bats. I just, I like, you know, she, I bought everything she said in a silly movie about giant bats eating you. So it's a, I really do. Yeah. That that was a, a little bit of a revelation. Um, that I think we could have, we could have had a lot more of her. I don't disagree. I she was, yeah. I this is a really good call. I, I think that. I mean, on both parts, I think that Starship Troopers definitely screwed a lot of people. Um, I mean, so did Showgirls for all intents and purposes. As well, like, yes, the, the, the Verhoeven uh, misinterpretation machine, and and how easily his yes. his sort of satire parodies can turn on you. Um, I, I also just think that people apply so much binary shit to his movies. Critics aren't or weren't. I like to think they're a little bit more nimble today, maybe. But I would say that like back then you fell into a good or a bad camp. Like it really just did not seem to have much in between. You mean in terms of like the movie's good or bad or the, the director's good or bad? Yeah, the movie, like the interpretation yeah. of the movie. Like I think oh, critics I think, were just I think, very I think kind we're of there right you know. now too. I think there's, yeah. you know, I, 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 yeah, no, I think it's it's unfortunate, and you see it happening. And then the it's just it's the film Twitter, which is basically film criticism these days, just kind of moves in a wave together mm-hmm. and lands somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, I think we're seeing it with we saw it with House of Gucci, where it started real high and then got real low, and it's kind of landing. Being the Ricardos, like started real low, got real high, and now it's kind of coming down. Yeah. Like, it's and and people are just gonna find it, find water, and just yeah. stay there. Um, I, I think it's happening with Don't Look Up as well. There, there seems it's, to be it's this, definitely happened with yeah. Don't Look Up. Yes, it went real high and then real low, and yeah. Yeah. It's it's sad. It's pathetic. <laughs> like, it is because there's there's part of it too. I think Gucci's a really good example of um, that. That photo comes out of the two of them, which becomes like the memed photo, <laughs> perhaps of the year, certainly up there. And all of a sudden, I get the impression that MGM saw the response to that photo and was like, "Oh, wait a second, we might have something. We might have something here. And is there a camp thing we can capitalize on?" And then they kind of go all in on that narrative. And then if you see the film, it's not nearly as campy as you think. It's it's somewhere in between, which I think is actually a good thing. But do you sort of know what I'm getting at? Like there's just this kind of there's, – there's to your – there's this sort of the internet machine that starts to create a narrative – and that creates a false yeah. sense of of of, of what the quality. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. It happens yeah. all of 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 not necessarily 
quality, but like tone and timber, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. What what to expect from this movie? How how you should watch the movie? How you should approach this film? Yeah, I how agree. you should approach the film? Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I think selling camp almost never works. Camp is I I, camp I doesn't come from marketing people. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I, I I also think that you know with Don't Look Up in particular, uh, it was clear as day that Netflix had no idea how to market this movie. They had no idea how to put it out into the world. All the clips were pretty shitty all the trailers were very odd um it's an odd movie to be to be Mm -hmm. clear and the tone of the movie is sort of all over the place so they were kind of handed a movie that's very hard to you know you you saw it i did yes it feels like a 90s movie to me yeah it's yeah it's fine i i i uh i think it was chris uh chris veal who said um I, tw- I retweeted him, but basically that, uh, Adam McKay thought he was making JFK, but he actually made the second half of Natural Born Killers. I, I think that there's, there's That's really a lot of validity to, to that. Can't wait to watch it. Um, <laughs> haven't seen anything this year. I'm going to yeah. <laughs> do my best. Yep. 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 Uh, okay. Um, we are at the Y2K award, most fearful of the future. I gave this to ninth gate. Interesting. Yeah. I gave this to 13th floor. They were both very afraid of the future. They're very afraid of yes, the future. Yes, very afraid of the future. Thir- 13th floor is a great one, too. 13th floor was definitely technology is going to destroy us. Definitely, like, technology will ruin us. We will have no personalities. We will have no, yeah. we will have no, like, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, it's like Ninth Gate fears, uh, the, the religious future and, mm-hmm. uh, 13th floor fears the technological future. It's, you know, it's interesting that the movies that make these lists at the end, mm-hmm. Tend for us tend to be, you know, movies we love and movies we hate, but always movies that were very specific. Yes. You know, no, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously we gave at first sight like movies about like literally about lack of specificity, but <laughs> or the love letter, which is literally a love nothing. letter. Yeah. I was looking for a spot for it because I hated it so much. I just didn't think that there was a spot for it. <laughs> yeah. It, it might have been the, might have been the pass, the hard pass award, but I, I actually don't hate the premise of that film. <laughs> so. Yeah. What's your uh, what's your IP award? So um, my IP award is pushing tin. It's interesting that it's not. Um, it's interesting that it's not Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> uh, is it? Is it interesting <laughs> that it's not? Uh, so I uh, pushing tin, and I think I brought this up on the on the podcast. So my my next two answers: the IP award and what would be a great PTV show are both pushing tin. I think my peak TV show is pushing tin. Oh, there you go. So okay. interestingly enough, yeah. Um, I think that there's a real the, the premise of that movie. The failure of that movie is not capitalizing on the premise of that movie. That universe yeah. is fascinating. I and like high stakes and like weird workplace dramedy. Like you could make yep. a fucking great show out of that. You could make a and ironically because it's the John Landgraft Award. Mm-hmm. That's an FX show. A hundred percent. You know, that is an yep. FX show. Yep. What are they doing in this tra- in this air traffic controller mm-hmm. place? Yep. yep. Um, we'll get it. We'll get the rights to that one. We'll okay, do cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, my, my IP award is yeah, what's your IP my, award? Obviously the minus man. Give me the plus <laughs> of, man. Of course. The plus man. <laughs> Give course. me the plus man. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, Re- I almost don't want to do. I almost don't want to do the rewatchables because I feel like it gives away. I'm, I'm actually not going to do it because I okay, feel like it gives away I, a lot. Let's not of, do it. 
It gives away a lot of what I was going to say, what I'm going to pick at the top. So let's skip that. Okay. Let's skip it. And get on to the main show. The main show. We're leaving the crypt and going (laughs) to the Rose Bowl. Oh, wow. Okay. 100,000 people have turned out to see the main award show for 52 in Review Part (laughs) 4. The Uh, fourth annual. The fourth annual 52 in Review here at the Rose Bowl. Um, great to see you again, Phil. It's good to see you too. So, uh, do we want to do best adapted or best original screenplay first? Uh, let's do adapted. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's do. You do adapted. yours first. Adapted. Adapted. The nominees are. I'm going to do. A, I'm going to do all the nominees and the winners. I think it's cleaner and the winner. Okay. Great. Great. The nominees are mm-hmm. Julie Taymor for Titus, based on the play Titus by William Andronicus, <laughs> by William Shakespeare. Indeed. Neil Jordan, The End of the Affair, based on the book The End of the Affair by Graham Greene. Tim McCanley's and Brad Bird for The Iron Giant, based on The Iron Giant. I don't know what anything else about it. Sadayuki Mirai for Perfect Blue, based on something called Perfect Blue that also has a colon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And Larry Gross, Paul Brickman, and Stephen Schiff for True Crime, based on a crime novel named True Crime. And the winner is Sadayuki Murai for Perfect Blue. Good call. That's a very good call. Congratulations, Sadayuki. I stupidly did not know that was adapted. Had I known, it would definitely have been one of my nominees. So I'll give you my nominees. Neil Jordan, End of the Affair, Julie Tamer, Titus, Andrew Kevin Walker for Sleepy Hollow, uh, Glenn and Les Charles for Pushing Tin, and Brad Bird and Tim McCandless for The Iron Giant. It's and hard. I, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, I gave it to Neil Jordan for End of the Affair. Um, I, you know, first of all, Perfect Blue is fucking great. And I was congratulations struck- to Neil Jordan. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the one I was talking about that I yeah. think aged that I think has aged better. Uh, I agree. I think it's aged incredibly well. Yeah. Um, and there's some some other nominations coming up for that, or at least talk of that uh, coming up for me too. But I, I first of all, Perfect Blue is fucking great. I was struggling and trying to find something because I really did want to highlight it. So I appreciate and I'm thankful mm-hmm. that you were able to because I think it's one of the best movies that we've covered this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
end of the affair just knocked my socks off uh, this time that we watched it again. Um, a great episode and just a, a fucking great movie that just this happens. It feels like it happens basically every year where there's like just a really good prestige movie that doesn't hit yeah. and just kind of gets lost to time. And this feels like that movie. I, uh, I will now reveal that end of the affair is mm-hmm. my, my covert rewatchable. Oh, interesting. Um, I, there, there are two movies that I put above it. I basically said there are two movies, but they, you know, there, they also are my two favorite movies of the year, which I think is, you know, something I don't want to re- reveal, but yep, if I had yep. to pick one, that I yep. think I'm going to rewatch and I think about it a lot and I really want to get into it again. It's end of the affair. So, uh, good That's answer. Good, yep, good answer. Good it would have been my choice if I, uh, didn't look at perfect blue and make it, <laughs> then realize, but um, are, are the, the ones we reached for are interesting too. I reached for, uh, true crime and you Me reached too. for pushing tin. Yes. At, and I guess maybe I should have gone with Sleepy Hollow. I guess I should have maybe done that instead of True Crime. It is a better film, but it's not really because of the screenplay. No, so. it's not. I mean, I I'll say this. I, I you know, listen. We obviously did our Sleepy Hollow episode, and I have my uh, you know my my backstory with with Sleepy Hollow. But watching it again, I did. I mean, first of all, there's Tom Stopper's um, his you know his past, which obviously adds all sorts of fun period quirk to it that's incredibly important but i really do think that andrew kevin walker uh did find a way to kind of make a slasher movie out of it and Mm -hmm. to kind of you know make it a little bit more horry and a little bit sort of um honestly like give it some weight and the reason i bring this up is it's a very slight piece of source material there's not a lot there right and when you think Mm -hmm. about something like uh, your your fucking Grinch or your uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where like they they beef it up by giving you like ten or fifteen minutes of backstory that no yeah. one asked for. Yeah. They, thankfully, he found a way to kind of massage this in a way, and also the backstory for Ichabod is so slight and mostly visual that it anyway. So that's that's why I give him a little bit of credit for that. But uh, best choice. original screenplay, best original screenplay. Um, I will go first on this yep. one. Um, Don McKellar for Last Night, David Howard and Robert Gordon for Galaxy Quest, John Sales for Limbo, David O. Russell and John Ridley for Three Kings, and Mike Lee for Topsy Turvy. Um, I gave it to Don McKellar for Last Night. Um, you know, always looking to, to support my Canadian countrymen, but mm-hmm. also I, that was a movie that I was excited to do. I also want to say, like, loved all of these scripts. I, I mean, mm-hmm. we could have a discussion about whether or not Mike Lee had a script. That's neither here nor there. Really, the the four others, I think, are great fucking scripts. And yeah. I know that there I mean, was... I con- don't... Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think what Matt... I honestly... Oh, yeah. I, I feel like for screenplay, there's yeah. no such thing as a screenplay. There is just the transcript of what actually made yeah. it. And that's yes. your script. Yes. Anything that anybody wrote that didn't make it onto the onto the screen doesn't count. So, I agree. Yeah. Uh, if Mike Lee said, you know, figure this out, guys, and he's the one who who had final cut on what makes it in, what makes it out, he's the guy who wrote the screenplay, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I I agree. I you know, and I know that David O. Russell and John Ridley had their whole arbitration that went on. Yes, you know, David O. Russell's his own thing in and of itself. Um, but but last night, first of all, Galaxy Quest is just a banger, and and Libo, you know, we'll keep talking about. But but last night to me was just sort of watching it again. Um, 
it just really hit me on a gut level in a yeah. way that um, it didn't the first time. I'm older now, obviously, but um, and watching it in the middle of a pandemic, uh, it was just there was a lot of things. But uh, I really loved it. Those that's my that's my winner. Those are my nominees. What about you? Mine were very similar. Don yeah. McKellar for last night, Serge Fridman for Girl on the Bridge, mm. David Howard and Robert Gordon. For Galaxy Quest, John Ridley and David O. Russell for Three Kings, and John Sales for A Limbo. Mm-hmm. And like Phil, or unlike Phil, I have no interest in supporting his fellow countrymen, but like <laughs> Phil, I went ahead and did it and gave it to Don McKellar. Um, I yep. love this movie. I think, you know, if you listen to our episode on last night, uh, it's the movie that we've done this whole time that I love the most. That's it. Uh, and the only, That's you know, an amazing there, statement. There truly. are things, there are things that might come up in our last year. We certainly yeah. have, you know, some of my, my previously stated favorite movies, favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time. But, uh, this was the best experience and, uh, and I love it. I love it. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not necessarily saying it's the best. I'm saying that I love it. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I was There's so thrilled for me. that you loved it as much as you did. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a fantastic movie, and I'm 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 thrilled that we got to talk about it. It's a special and spectacular movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what a best what, director, best director. Um, okay, I will. Uh, I go will ahead. go first. Um, best director, Don McKellar. Last night, Julie Taymor, Titus, David O. Russell, Three Kings. Patrice LeConte, Girl on the Bridge, and Barry W. Blaustein for Beyond the Mat. Crazy. What? A documentary made the list? First time ever. What a twist. Doesn't win, though. It goes to Patrice LeConte for The Girl on the Bridge. Sure, Um, sure. Patrice, uh, Girl on the Bridge and Last Night are my twin stars of this year. Um, and, uh, it's not necessarily that they're one in one a, but, um, but the, the visuals of this film, the pacing of this film, the emotionality of this film, the, the, uh, the stakes and the, and the, the, the tension, um, that's all stuff that is, that is 100% in the director's hands. And I, uh, I'm the whole movie is obviously, but, but really you see, you see a director at work, um, in this film in a way that feels uh wonderful and and uh life affirming um so i thought that i would give it to patrice lecomte i um obviously adore girl on the bridge as well um and i i just to piggyback on what you're saying i do think it's i agree with you just a complete control of vision a complete control of um of tone um, just a just a really masterfully uh, uh, well done, well directed film. He is he is one of my nominees. Uh, so I had Patrice Leconte, uh, I had Neil Jordan for End of the Affair, Mike Lee for Topsy Turvy, Julie Tamer for Titus, and Tim Burton for Sleepy Hollow. Um, you know, I we talked a little bit about this on the Sleepy Hollow episode, but it's worth just noting again. You know, the the uh, how unbelievably well made that movie is mm-hmm. um it is a a just a breathtaking production um that really could only be made by tim burton mm-hmm. um it it is so just unquestionably him um and and it is a bummer that i think that movie 
I mean, it got a bunch of below the line nominations in its year, but uh, and Rick Heinrichs won for production design, understandably. But I, I, I kind of wish that Tim Burton got a little bit more love from from some of the guilds uh, that year. But it is what it is. Um, my winner. This was uh, this was a little hard. This was a harder uh, one to pick. But I, I went with Julie Tamer for Titus. I was um, close. She. Um, yeah, I, I mean. We, we talked about it on the episode, but it's, it's worth stating again how fucked up and shitty it is that, that Julie Tamer's career kind of went where it what went because of her being labeled as difficult and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, and all, all sorts of bullshit that would never be um, put on a, on a man's career. Um, I, I just, I, I, no one else could have directed this film. Like you watch like this, it is, it is just so undeniably her, um, unabashedly her. And, uh, I, I just, I, I, I fucking love it. And it's, um, it's, yeah, it's one of my favorites of 99. It's only grown in my esteem watching it again. And, uh, I just absolutely adored it. So, uh, best supporting actress. The best supporting- uh, my nominees are Janine Garofalo. For the Minus Man, Miranda Richardson for Sleepy Hollow, Nora Dunn for Three Kings. I'm shocked Sarah, how similar we are so far. <laughs> Sarah Paulson for Held Up, and Kate Blanchett for Pushing Tin. That's fucking crazy. Did we pick the same five? No, but we picked three. And like, <laughs> and that's you know, these crazy people. All right. <laughs> yeah, um, I went with Nora Dunn for Three Kings. I. <laughs> I think she's fucking great in that movie. She I is. think that in a movie that is just a bunch of dudes, she fucking not just holds her own, but her the way she her just her her, her presence, um she's just fucking great. She's gruff, takes no bullshit. Um her scenes with Jamie Kennedy are great. Um I just I I I think she's I think she's amazing. She's this she's the standout for me. Great, uh, great choice. I went with uh, Rebecca Johnson from Liberty Heights, Sarah Paulson from Mm -hmm. Held Up, (laughs) Nora Dunn from Three Kings, Laura Fraser from Titus, Uh, and Miranda Richardson from Sleepy Hollow. And again, I think it's fucking nuts that we had three (laughs) of the same people. And these aren't people who are nominated for Best Supporting Actress. These aren't people who really, like, I've never heard people laud these performances. These three that we had. And uh, even the other ones that we had. Because this was was an interesting category for me this year. Uh, I went with Laura Fraser. And Titus. She's amazing. Uh, she's amazing. An amazing, uh-huh. amazing performance, an amazing, you know, transferal um, from someone who can talk to someone who has her tongue out and her mm-hmm. arms bitten off. And mm-hmm. uh, what she gives with her face and her expressions, uh, it's, it, it is the, she, I mean, she serves as the emotional center. And, uh, there is some damseling, but the way she, it's the, the, the way she presents, mm-hmm. um, makes you want to jump into that film and take down those motherfuckers. So, uh, I loved her in this, um, Laura Fraser, the winner. She's great. Yep. Best supporting actor. This Who is, this is Tony Shaloub. Galaxy Quest. Sure, sure. Spike Jones, Three Kings. 
Joe Montana, Liberty, Liberty Heights, mm. David Cronenberg, Last Night, and Ben Affleck for Dogma. Oh, God. And the winner is Spike Jones for Three Kings. <laughs> One of my favorite performances of the year. I uh, love everything about it. Only Spike Jones can do that. It, it, this is the, the, the movie. The movie is such a good hook and it's so well shot and it, the chemistry is amazing. This movie would have been good no matter what, but the added element of Spike Jones as the fourth guy uh, is such a bold, wild, unexpected move and he's so fucking good. So it's interesting. I had two, I had two three excellent directors in my nominees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, two guys who are really known as directors. Uh, and uh, yeah, they, they, they just happen to, you know, give great performances. And also Ben Affleck was in a movie. So I had to acknowledge <laughs> that. Um, my nominees, Alan Rickman, Galaxy Quest, Alan Cumming, Titus, yeah, Harry Lennox, Titus, Spike Jones, Three Kings, and Jeffrey Wright in Ride with the Devil. Um, I, I, uh, my winner is also Spike Jones. Uh, it's, it's, nice. th- there is, there is no question that, um, everything you're saying is true. The, 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 it, it take, first of all, you got to remember Spike Jones also made being John Malkovich in 1999, right? Like this is yeah. not a guy who's like got time off to fuck around in, in the desert and, uh, and make a, and, and put in one of the funniest heartfelt, just genuine human performances of 1999. Um, I would argue he kind of steals the movie from underneath everyone he's in a scene with. He does. He does. It, it's but not it's in a bad way. Not in a bad, not in a, in just a yeah. very, very just low key. This is my guy. I get this guy. I know what his deal is. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's really, really special. Good call on Jeffrey Wright too. Uh, the only good part of a very the only good movie. part of that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, best actress. To- best actress. That's you. You first. Yes. Um, I. The nominees are Jessica Lange for Titus, Vanessa Paradis, Girl on the Bridge, Robin Wright, Message in a Bottle, Sandra O, oh, Last Night, and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio for Limbo. Um, my winner is Jessica Lang for a fucking ferocious performance that just, I, I would say in a movie filled with great performances, that's the one that I can't fucking believe the Academy didn't nominate her for. Totally agree with you. When I look at those best actress nomination, which we've talked about on many occasions is just basically weak sauce for, yeah. I would argue like three of those nominations, at least two of them. And Jessica Lange is unfucking believable in this yeah. movie. There you look. Um, so yeah, Janet McTeer, who was nominated, didn't make our lists, and Julianne Moore, who was nominated in a movie we like, didn't Correct. make our lists. I I so. went with a little bit of a twist. I went with Robin Wright just because I think that Robin Wright. It's a forgettable movie. It's not a great movie. I just really loved what she was bringing to it, and I wish she did that more. I too thought that there were four locks: Jessica Lange and Titus, Sandra Owen last night, Vanessa Paradine, Girl on the Bridge, and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio in Limbo. My fifth was Sigourney Weaver in Galaxy Quest. Very good, um, very. But cool. uh, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I would have gone with 
maybe I should have gone with Julianne Moore. Um, it's tight, you know. Like, like yeah. she's still so good in it. But yeah. as 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 weird and weak ish as the supporting actress category was in our fifty two, the best actress category was quite strong in our fifty two. Correct. So uh, I gave it to Sandra. Oh. Um, could have given Just it any. Could have given it any one of the four that we both had. Uh, I thought they all gave amazing performances. Um, but yeah, that's the one that stuck with me. <clears throat> it's a good call. She's great in it. All right. It's you, best actor. All right. Best actor. We're getting close, Phil. I know. Don McKellar in Last Night. Mm. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Daniel Atwee, uh the guy from Girl on the Bridge. Daniel Atwier. Yes, sure. Uh, sure. David Shatharin for Limbo. Anthony Hopkins for Titus. And the great Jamie Foxx for Held Up. <laughs> Who won? I almost, I should have given Rosalind Sanchez a supporting actress, no, actress nominee for her hands up into a fighting stance. Um, <laughs> the winner is David Strathairn for Limbo. The best performance, the best David Strathairn movie, the best use of this guy's many skills and charms. Mm-hmm. Um, he is one of the only actors who can play high and low status at the same time in the same movie, who can play a uh, total fuck up and also someone you would trust to keep you alive in the woods in the same movie. Um, he is an <laughs> yes, amazing, yes. amazing actor and screen presence. And I, uh, the, the, you know, the more I, I, I watch him, I've seen him in so many movies, but the more I watch him, the more I, I like movies that are centered around his character. He's to me, a wonderful supporting actor. He's played wonderful character roles, but him as a leading man is a guy that I, I can understand and get behind. And Limbo is, I think, totally. his best leading man performance. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's great. I mean, I fucking love David right there, and I, I don't, I don't know that he's ever put in a bad performance. I, I mean, I, and I say him. that, I say that genuinely. Whenever he fucking pops up, the other day I was, uh, I was tweeting with, I think it was Emmy Potter, past and future guest, um, or maybe it was Carrie Corrigan, but. Uh, home for the holidays, David right there, and one fucking scene shows yeah. up. And just crushes it, and then we never fucking see him again. <laughs> he's just, he's great. Uh, my nominees, Anthony Hopkins for Titus, David Strathairn for Limbo, Jim Broadbent for Topsy Turvy, Harvey Keitel for Holy Smoke, and Lou Diamond Phillips for Bats. I uh, Okay, Phil. Can you say those again, please? <laughs> sure. Was I breaking up? No, no, no. I, I, uh. My brain broke when you said LDP. So what were the what were the five again? I'm not kidding. I, I Anthony told, Hopkins. I, Anthony you Hopkins like, you, for you Titus. Like, you like erased my brain. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Anthony got, Hopkins, Titus. David yes. Strathairn for Limbo. Makes sense. Jim Broadbent, Topsy Turvy. Harvey Keitel, Holy Smoke, Lou Diamond Almost Phillips. Made mine. Bats. Hey, I picked Jamie Foxx and held up. We all got we all got our kinks, right? <laughs> I I mean, listen, it was a it's a swing. I I just uh, I got to give a little it. bit That's of love awesome. to him. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, I also I also went with David Strathairn for Limbo. Um, everything you said, I second. I I just don't think that the guy is capable of being bad. I think that he's he's so good in this movie. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I him and him and Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio have sublime chemistry together. Yeah, what they go through over the course of the film is unbelievable. Um, yeah, and, and it's 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 like what you said about the high low status thing. You know, I just saw him in Nightmare Alley, um, where he's you know he's got a relatively small role. He's probably got three or four scenes, but uh, how he can play these sort of really sad, broken people that feel like they have just oceans of depth uh, is just, is, is just really, really yeah. something special. The performance in Nomadland was weirdly ignored because so good. Yeah, so good. It, yeah. You know, it's just so good. And you believe it. He, he's such a good looking guy. Yep. And you know, he is, this is mean. He's who John Hamm wants to be post Mad Men. That's and interesting. And or should be. Maybe that's not who he wants to be, but that's who he should be. And uh I think John Hamm wants to be your boy Ben Affleck. That's who I think he wants to be. Well, why wouldn't he? But <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's go to best, best picture. picture. Uh okay. My nominees, Galaxy. Oh, before Quest. you say it, yes. How many do you think we um we matched on? I think we matched on Three, maybe four. Okay, go ahead. Galaxy Quest, Girl on the Bridge, Three Kings, Topsy Turvy, Titus. Three. My winner, Girl on the Bridge. I Interesting. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, I love all five of these movies that should go with their saying, and it was tough. Um. Girl on the Bridge is, you know, I saw it back in 99. I, I really loved it. It was hard to find. We, you know, we had David Ehrlich on for the episode. Um, you know, I really, really loved this film watching it again. Um, it's just such a special movie that deserves people to seek it out. You know, rent it from the library, go buy a DVD off of eBay, whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, you know, you've obviously given it a few awards up until this point. Um, I gave it the biggest one we could give at the end of the, at the end of it. Uh, I'd say the only one that gave it probably a real run for its money might have been Titus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my pick for best picture. What are, what are yours? Mine, my nominees were Three Kings, mm-hmm. Girl on the Bridge, mm-hmm. Last Night, Limbo, and Titus. 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 And I gave it to last night, obviously, because these are my <laughs> awards. And it only matters what I want. Um, yes. Gave it a last night. Uh, what can I say about this film that hasn't been said by every film critic in the country? Let's see. Um, basically, uh, best movie, uh, only movie I've seen in the last maybe 10 years that like immediately shot up to like my personal top 20. Um, that I hadn't seen before. Um, watched it. Um, I, I watched it twice since I've seen it. Um, yep. it just taps into something that I feel like I experience and no one else does. Uh, and I feel a kinship with this movie. Um, it does what movies are supposed to do. It does, for me, it does what movies are supposed to do. And it transcends, it transcends what I try to do with films, which is be super fucking objective about them when I talk about them. I can't be objective about this film because I saw so much of myself and my own experience and what Don McKellar, Don McKellar's character goes through and the way he, uh, 
emotes and the way he explains and the way he's kind of preparing for the end of the world, which, you know, I'm not preparing for the end of the world, but like we kind of always are preparing for the end of the world in our own way. So, um, it's an amazing film. Uh, not what I would have expected. I, you gave me 200 films at the beginning of the year. What would be, you know, one of my favorites? Top five? Uh, never. Zero. Zero percent. You don't think that it would have been a, uh, a Canadian film shot on video in, uh, in three, I four? That, that was the four, three. I love that about four, three, it. Yes. Yeah. It's shot on video. I, uh, I know it's hideous. It's so. Good. I think that, I mean, listen, I, I, I love last night. It's absolutely going to end up, you know, we're, when we do our our favorite films of '99, we'll do our top tens, but we should probably do our top twenty, maybe even top oh, thirty, no depending doubt, on how. No doubt. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll rank them all, Phil. But, <laughs> that's uh, incredible. I would literally rank them all and then just just put them on the internet and just name our top twenty, top twenty five. Something that's, like that. that sounds we fair. Did two? We're gonna have done like two. All right, it's 10, gonna be like twenty. Yeah, so something like that. It's going to be numbers, a lot. So, yeah. yeah, but I, I, I just for what it's worth too. I mean, I, I loved, I love last night. Um, I look forward to to watching it again in the future. Um, and everything you're saying is absolutely true. And I, I, I also just want to say uh, to go back to Girl on the Bridge for a quick second that I, I do think that, you know, considering what we've lived through over the past two years, you know, last night obviously hits a lot of veins yes. and a lot of yes. nerves obviously um girl on the bridge is the is the solve it is the it's the bomb that i needed which is a movie about about love and fate and connection and that there's someone there that's going to take your hand when you're standing on a bridge you know in the middle of the night well they're very um, similar films in that way they are. Actually. They are. You're they're totally very true. similar yeah. films. They're about. Yeah. They're about finding love in the in the you know places you won't look. The places the least expected. You totally. Uh, do you want to do our current, top tens now and how they've changed? Top tens. Yeah. So my top ten last year were the current mm-hmm. top ten: The Matrix, Audition, Election, The Insider, Eyes Wide Shut, Notting Hill, South Park, Office Space, Any Given Sunday, and Run Lola Run. And the ways in which it has changed mm. are as follows. Actually, I'm just going to give you the 10. You can figure out how it's changed. <laughs> From the bottom, Run Lola Run at 10. Mm-hmm. Any Given Sunday at 9. Office Space at 8. Notting Hill at 7. Eyes Wide Shut at 6. Girl on the Bridge at 5. Mm. Election at 4. Audition at at three, the Matrix at two, and oh new God. number one last night. That is incredible. The new it, number one film of nineteen ninety nine. That's incredible. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, the uh, Matrix. I am absolutely gobsmacked. That is incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, who? I, I mean, listen, I love that. Because I, I, I wish that like I wish I had a film this year that hit me as hard as as last night hit you. I mean, truly, the only movie that that was bumped off my list, or I mean, bumped to eleven basically, is Boys Don't Cry, which was displaced by Girl on the Bridge. So Girl on the Bridge is at ten. Oh wow! Uh, the Insiders at nine. Notting Hill, Election, The Limey, Bringing Out the Dead, 
Talented Mr. Ripley, The Matrix, Toy Story 2, Eyes Wide Shut. That's where I'm at right now. Now, my my assumption is that's going to get turned somewhat upside down by a bunch of the movies that we're covering this year. A little topsy-turvy. Yeah, no, I didn't knock off my my 9 and 10. I knocked off The Insider and South Park. Uh, Not sure why. It just there's there is there's something particularly about there's something in particular about any given Sunday and Run Lola Run mm-hmm. that I want represented, and I I get that. don't feel like South Park. I'm really close to you know that's probably eleven. Insiders probably twelve. But like, um, you know, that's we'll see how it goes. Who yeah, knows I what mean, the fuck's gonna happen? And then you know, to speak of pre- of of the year previous, I mean, South Park, Run Lola Run, Virgin Suicides, those all got kind of displaced by the Limey election, the insider. I, I know where you're coming from in terms of, of of movies, but also types of movies that you want to see on this list. And that's why, you know, Girl on the Bridge, I definitely want to see in my, I, I imagine will be in my top 10. Yeah. We'll see. I, I think that there's some that I look at now on this list and think like they're they're wobblier than others and will definitely probably um, yeah. not make it to the final 10. But I'm, I mean, I'm definitely yeah. making a like a more personal list now. Yes, like when yes. I look at my when I look at my ten films, they yep. all they all speak to me on a personal gut level. Um, where The Insider does not, and South Park does not. I, I am yeah. blown away by both of those movies. Um, yep. Technically, I am blown blown away, blown away by both of them uh, mm-hmm. in terms of their um, innovation, in terms of the way they tell their stories. Um, but they just don't hit me on the same gut level as the other ten I had there. Right I now. think that I, I think that's the right way to think about it because I I think that when we sit down to do this at the end of next year, um, it's going to be more important to me that my voice and my yeah. heart is in yeah. this list than cinephiles looking at this list and feeling like, you know, I checked a bunch of boxes. I don't, yeah. I, that's not interesting, as interesting to me. So, yeah. And I, you know, look, we're, we'll put, we'll put our, you know, original list and our final list next yep. to each other. And, and yep. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what changes. But coming up, we, we still have films like Fight Club, Benjamin Malkovich, Magnolia, Big yep. Daddy, The Big Following, Daddy. The Hurricane, Lockstock yep. and Two Smoking Barrels, and many, many more. Yep. Yep. So, you know, there are a lot of, and movies like Last Night and uh, yeah. fucking Girl on the Bridge that I had never yep. seen and barely heard of. So, yep. uh, you never know. Like every year, there, there is something like if it's a Guinevere or if it's a Last Night or even an audition, yep. something that I didn't necessarily know I would love so much. So, we'll see what, what that movie is this year. Or Held Up, for instance. <laughs> there's yeah i mean there's movies there's certainly movies still on the list that i have not seen mm-hmm. and then i also feel like you know when when we are done this whole thing i feel like we have to kind of take us we'll do all the movie stuff but i also kind of want to get a little bit wider too and talk about some of you know favorite episodes and what we liked about them and weirdo things sure. that we did and all that kind of stuff because i feel like obviously we don't want to be too myopic when we're wrapping up the whole podcast but but I, I agree with you 100%, Kenny, that that uh, anything is possible. We have a lot of Rat Catchers next year, uh, oh, yes, a movie that a lot of people love, which I've yes. never seen. Warzone. Um, we've got Warzone. Which yeah, made, so there's, you know, there's definitely... Some, top 10 that year. And yeah. You know, there's, yeah. There's, there's, there's like movies there that, that I, that I'm like Ratcatcher in particular feels like, and even, um, Felicia's journey, like there's, Felicia's there's journey. Yes. There's movies where like I'm excited to, I haven't seen. 
that I'm just like, this could, this could shake things up. American movie, which could American be number one. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. for, yeah. for, I, I absolutely love that film. So yep. you, you really, you have Gray Owl with uh, Pierce Brosnan where he plays a native sure. American. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you got Cookie's Fortune, some Robert Cookie. Altman, which is, you know, there's just, there's, there's, yes. there's some stuff there that like, I think, uh, there could be some, there, there will be some surprises that I think I'm excited to talk Definitely. about. So there you go. All right, buddy. Dude, uh, next again. week we are talking about Annie. 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 Uh, yes. with Ashley Spencer. Um, you know, it's on Disney Plus. You can watch it. It's a hard knock life. It's better than the Annie Live, which I, uh, Melissa and I tried to watch about 20 minutes of and was oh, unwatchable. Really? Terror, I'm sure it was awful. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. uh, it's a real harrowing journey into, but how, here's a question for you, Kenny. Have you watched any of those live? musicals uh yeah it's a good question um so there was Grease, there was peter pan rocky horror uh so i never watched one all the way through and i tried several times okay uh i watched part of peter pan which was uncomfortable (laughs) i watched part of Grease, which was uncomfortable (laughs) i watched part of uh of the whiz which i found uncomfortable um sure and and uh, i i yeah, I, I don't think there's been one that sound of I, you music. Know, I, look, I wanted to watch. I didn't watch any of Sound of Music with Carrie Underwood. Yeah, uh, I wanted to watch the Rent one, but um, but I didn't. And you know, like these just these. The only one I actually kind of liked was Greece, if I'm being completely frank, because I think that the energy of Greece is so kind of playful and kind of that you were able to kind of just lock into its vibe. It had an energy. This I, fucking Annie was just... Whoa. I really did not like Grease, but part of that is because um, I don't like Grease that much. I think the music sure. is pretty good, but I think Grease sure. is pretty fucking ridiculous. But um, they tried. They yeah. definitely... They, they, they cast tried. the right people in that one, and... They, you know, they shot it like they're, you know, they're, like they're filmmakers and not people shooting a fucking stage. Yep. And, yep. uh, yeah, it was more of a spectacle in a good way. Um, well, I don't know. Apparently some of these are good. Apparently Jesus Christ Superstar is all right. You know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch that one. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> it's a lot of work for us. It's a lot. But I, <laughs> it's an, I will say this, and I think you're similar to myself. Um, live stuff actually makes me quite anxious. Um, Which, but that I love. I, to me, that's <laughs> that's, that's I don't why, love that. That's why I love pro wrestling. Oh right, the, right, right. The live the aspect of, of, it, of a the, failure. The, the yeah. potential, the, the, that 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 whiff of death uh. in the air. No, it's not that. It's the, it's the it's you know what I, I really do love is I love uh, I love improv comedy. Right, um, right, deeply, right. and I laugh very hard at improv comedy, and it's specifically because of my anxiety as i'm watching it sure and every time they stick a landing every time they stick a joke uh they're i'm just um i'm tickled by what they're able to do i'm tickled sure by what a good improv comic is able to do so yeah i i, uh, I, like I, I hear that and when i i agree with you that when it's great there's an electricity to it and there's yeah. nothing like it yeah um but like i watched uh i tried to watch the the live abc thing that they just uh, they did the other night where they did uh, facts of life and uh, different oh, strokes yeah um <laughs> did they screw it up <laughs> they they didn't and it was actually watching it was actually a lot of fun but um anyway uh next week annie with ashley spencer check it out 
One last thing, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, speaking of subscribing, check out our Patreon on all the best films of 1989, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Fabulous Baker Boys, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Field of Dreams, Major League, and many, many more. We are covering all the best films of 1989 with amazing guests like Joanna Robinson, Liz Hanna, Hunter Covington, Brian Cogman, David Iserson, and many, many more. All your favorite guests from our 1999 podcast are coming on to the 1989 Patreon. You can sign up for it at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. For only $5, you get access to all of these awesome episodes. And for a few bucks more, you get video of our 1999 episodes as well. Plus, there are other very cool tiers too, where you can even be a guest on our podcast. Please check out our Reddit as well at reddit.com backslash podcast like it's. We're also on Twitter at podcast like it's 1999. We're also on Instagram at podcast like it's 1999. Uh, thank you so much to Ernie and Will for producing our episodes, Sullivan for our social media, Yon Katas for our amazing art and theme songs. And most of all, thank you all for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.